In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, you know that God can do all things and that nothing is impossible for him. And yet there is one thing that God cannot and will not do. One thing that is impossible for him to do. God cannot lie. He can only speak truth. Everything he says is trustworthy and true, and not a single falsehood or deception will ever come out of his mouth. In fact, he not only happens to speak the truth, but the truth he, speak, he speaks happens. And his word becomes reality as he calls things into existence and, and into being things that don't yet exist. Today you heard God speak his truth and nothing but the truth to Petra Ecclesia Wright, which happens to be the most awesome of Lutheran names ever uh, given to someone. As, as you saw God baptize her here today, he washed away all of her sin that she was born with and also all of the sin that she would add to her, her life through the, until her final day. And he didn't just take away all of the evil in her, just leaving her as a blank slate. Rather, he replaced all of that evil with his goodness, with his holiness, with his righteousness, and with his immaculate and perfect obedience there in Christ. So, Petra, I know you can't understand these words right now, and I know you won't cognitively remember this day, but God will remember it for all eternity. In fact, this is the day that your God has planned for you since before the foundation of the world. You all saw God do today what he has ordained in eternity. Before God ever spoke a beam of light into existence, before he ever set a grain of sand in place, God had planned for your salvation in Christ. And he caused all things to happen so that you would be his own, Petra. And as much as we have longed to see this day, God has longed to see it even more. He's waited for this day before time began, the day he would give you his name, the day he would wash you clean with the blood of Christ, the day he would rip, out, uh, rip you out of the jaws of the devil and win you back to himself, redeeming you forever. Petra, this is the greatest day of your life. And so your parents, your grandparents, and we, your godparents, are going to spend the rest of our lives reminding you of how holy and glorious this day is. And we'll remind you that God has baptized you, and that every single word he spoke to you is completely and utterly true and cannot fail you. Before you could ever see it or believe it, Petra, this word is true. So in order that you all might believe this word, Jesus proves his every word to be true. And in the gospel lesson for today, which you just heard, the friends of a paralyzed man brought him to Jesus, and they lay him at his feet. Uh, Mark and Luke say that there were so many people in the house that they had to break through the roof in order to lower him in. And as they lower him down to the feet of Jesus, there his body unfolds out onto the floor, not moving an inch, not able to move a muscle. And Jesus looks down at this poor man who can't lift a finger. And Jesus says the most comforting and most beautiful words that this man has ever heard in his life. Take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. And in an instant, 
all of that man's sin, all of his guilt, all of his shame, all of his impending doom and, etern and eternal condemnation are gone at the word of Christ. And in a moment, it's separated from him. All of his sin is separated from him. As far as the east is from the west, it's balled up and drowned in the depths of the sea. With one word, his sin is loosed on earth and it's loosed in heaven as Jesus crowns this paralytic with eternal life. And take note. As soon as Jesus spoke these words, the scribes char charged Jesus with blasphemy in their hearts. The other Gospels tell us this, that they thought to themselves, why does he talk this way? This man is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Blasphemy is a fancy word for saying that someone is lying. In fact, in particular, that God is lying or that you're lying about God. And this is the first time they accuse Jesus of blasphemy in the gospel. And, it's the, and blasphemy is the final charge by which they're able to put him to death. So simply put, they called Jesus a liar because they couldn't see what he said. And still Jesus proves his word to be true. And he gives them proof, saying, Why do you think evil in your hearts? What's easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And the man who no one could heal or make walk got up and went home. And so what do we learn from this text for today? We learn two things. One, that everything that God says is true, and he proves it to be so. And two, that there is always going to be someone trying to tell you otherwise. God's word is always going to be opposed. That left and right, you're going to find those who say that what God said to Petra in her baptism today is not true. That what happened today is unreliable. That it's just a big lie, something that uh, just a, a tradition or an event that happened in the past quickly to be forgotten. And the thing is, why, why such hostility? It's because the heart is deceitful above all things. The heart isn't only inclined to call God a liar. But since conception, actually calls God a liar. And this is the condition in which we were conceived. On, on their own, our hearts cannot and will not believe a word of God. They refuse to call him true. Ever since the devil corrupted our nature in the fall, every human heart believes lies more than they believe God. And our old Adam naturally calls truth lies and lies the truth. It's not until the Holy Spirit calls us by the gospel that we can believe in him. Until then, we can't believe in him by our own reason or strength. And it's only through hearing the word of Christ that he blesses us with faith in him to trust in his word. And even though God has given us this faith and his word is true, the faith that he gives us doesn't go unshaken. Even though God has created a clean heart in you, Sin still clings to your flesh. So even though God has spoken the truth, there will be days that your heart doesn't want to believe it. There will be days when you will doubt, when you'll wonder if God's word is really true and trustworthy. There will be days when your heart will be broken by sorrow and anguish as you walk through this veil of tears. 
And you'll be tempted to lash out on God for whatever you're suffering. And it's at these times that the devil comes rushing in, whispering into your heart, look, if you're really a child of God, like he says you are, then why are you so hurt? Why are you so sad? Why are you so angry? Why are you so disobedient? Why are you so guilty? Why are you so depressed? Why are you so weighed down by anguish and shame? If he really forgave your sin, then why do you feel the way you do? Why do you feel like you're still in your sin? And you'll begin to think to yourself, well, look, if I'm really forgiven, how come I don't feel that way? How come I haven't seen a change in me? Why do I feel like I did before? And you'll be tempted to think this evil in your heart. And the truth is, you'll not only feel this temptation inside of you, but many times you'll hear it from those around you. Sadly, even other Christians who have been led to doubt God's word by wolves in sheep's clothing will tempt you to doubt God's word along with them. They'll say, look, you were baptized as a baby. They'll even say this to Petra. Look, you're baptized as a baby. What good is that? You need a real baptism, a believer's baptism. Dedicate your life to God. That's the true thing. What happened as an infant, that's, that doesn't take. And they'll taunt you saying, what can water do? Water can't wash your soul. What good is bread and wine? Food can't feed your faith. What does your pastor, who does your pastor think he is? A man can't forgive your sins, so on and so forth. They'll say, close communion is so unloving. This church is sick and dying. The service is so dull and boring. The pastor is so rude and arrogant. And so on and so forth. And it's with these words that the devil laughs because they're saying what he himself would have them say. They charge Jesus with blasphemy. They charge his word with being falsehood. And the days will come when through sound reasoning and clever sophistry, you'll be tempted to doubt God's word, invited to call him a liar. And when those days come, what are you to do? When you're tempted to doubt God and his word and despair of all hope, what do you turn? When you're tempted to think that God proved his word to that paralytic, but he hasn't proved it to me, where do you look? You look to your dear Lord Jesus Christ. You learn that Christ not only spoke forgiveness with his mouth, but he fulfilled it and accomplished it with his flesh. You look at the wounds on his face and the stripes on his back, and you learn that Jesus proves his word to be true through his innocent, bitter suffering and death. Scripture says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So Jesus proved to you his authority to forgive all sins by giving his life by gasping for air, by opening up the veins in his body and spilling out every ounce of blood in his heart for you. Jesus proved his forgiveness for the world by letting his own body become paralyzed and lifeless on that cross. He proves the depths of his love by allowing himself to be called a liar, a deceiver, a blasphemer, and suffering the fate that all liars would suffer by taking our place on that cross. And he did it without ever charging God uh, with, with falsehood, but rather trusting in him, even while forsaken. He suffered the wrath of God in our stead, so he would win the authority to forgive all of our sins. The very moment Christ gave his final breath in death was the very moment every accusation from the devil's mouth stopped being true. Christ has given you a greater sign and proof of his word. You have his death 
And more than that, you have his resurrection and his empty grave to show you how empty the devil's words are against you. So when the devil tempts you with thoughts of doubt and despair, don't believe a word of it. Don't buy it for a second. Don't give an inch to these thoughts because they come from the devil himself. The devil is a liar and the father of lies and he cannot speak the truth. It's impossible. He'll try with all his might, but the closest he'll get is a half-truth, which is more dangerous. But God, your dear God, he cannot lie. Therefore, when God says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. Those words will stand forever. And when Christ says, this is my body, this is my blood, those words will never falter. And when your dear Lord says, baptism now saves you. You can be certain that heaven and earth will crumble and turn to dust before one of those words ever will. When a hundred thousand demons come rushing in and screaming, Petra, look, how can this be? How can water do such great things? God's word won't move an inch. If the whole world tries to set up against you on your left and your right, if legions come in, they cannot unsay what God has said. They can't undo what God has done. His word endures forever. So when you're tempted and sorely oppressed, don't trust in your works, your emotions, or your thoughts. Don't even trust in your faith that waxes and wanes. Put your trust in the every word of Christ saying amen to all he said. Remember that God's word was true before you could see it, true before you could feel it, true before you could believe it. So dear Petra and all saints of Christ, when the days come when you have done wrong and you feel estranged from God, and when the days come that you want to avoid coming to church, when you want to avoid eating and drinking the Christ body and blood, when you want to avoid the other Christians here in this church, when you no longer feel forgiven and when you feel more sorrow than joy, remember that Christ is here in this very place every single Sunday with his word and his authority to forgive your guilty and broken heart. And when the days come that you will soon breathe your last, when the days come that your body will slowly be frozen in death, when your heart will stop beating, when your final days of life come close, remember what Jesus told you at the very beginning of this life. Take heart, my child, your sins are forgiven. Remember how he has promised you that his blood was poured upon you for your forgiveness. Remember how he has never lied to you or deceived you. Remember that he has told you how much he has loved you, how much he has done for you, how much he has suffered for you, how happy he is to make you his own. Remember the words he spoke to you in your baptism before you close your eyes in death. Remember these words of life. The very moment you close your eyes in death is the very moment he will prove his word of truth to you again. As he turns your faith into sight. And on that last day, he will stand at your grave and he will call you, your, your paralyzed and lifeless corpse, out of the tomb, telling you to get up and walk. So Petra, Ecclesia, right? God has built his church on the rock of his word. His word will endure forever, and as long as you have his word, so will you. He has put you in his church today and he has numbered you with his saints. He has baptized you and he has told you that you're his and he cannot lie to you. And just as he can never lie to you, neither can he ever leave you nor forsake you. But he will be with you until the end of the age.
heaven and earth will pass away, but this word will endure forever. So take hearts, dear saints, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Hear the words of the first verse of the hymn of the day. Lord, thee I love with all my heart. I pray thee ne'er from me depart. With tender mercy cheer me. Earth has no pleasure I would share. Yes, heaven itself were void and bare if thou, Lord, were not with me. And should my heart for sorrow break, my trust in thee could nothing shake. Thou art the portion I have sought. Thy precious blood my soul has bought. Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, forsake me not, I trust thy word. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.